Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's Daily Podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hey, Truthy, are you able to hear me? Yes, Stephen, I can. Okay. Uh, we could start the call. Hi, everybody. My name is Stephen Brown. I'm a partner here at Ready and Newman PC in Houston, Texas. Uh, just a word of warning. I am driving uh, with my kids in the car, so you might hear them in the background. Um, but let's go ahead and take the first question. Uh, just for clarity's sake, my practice mostly focuses on non-immigrant visas a little bit. I uh, can help a little bit on the green card side. But if uh, for some reason I'm not able to answer your call, I'll let you know to join the call Monday. Uh, let's go ahead and take the first question. Sri Lanka? Uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, I have a question. Like, um, I came to USA and Company A with the uh, visa stamping, and uh, I ninety four is valid. Uh, was like September two thousand eighteen, and I joined to Company B on receipt number, and on March two thousand eighteen, the transfer was denied. Okay. And, okay. And Company A revoked that uh, petition. So okay, what was, did they withdraw I, it? Did they withdrew it? Yeah. Okay. Company A revoked the petition and uh, I applied okay. uh, through Company C and it got approved in okay. August uh, 2018. Okay. So uh, during that period, like uh, it got uh, revoked in March 2018, right? So from that to August 2018, am I uh, in out of status? Uh, yes, but USCIS can on their own uh, still approve an extension of status. When your company C approval got approved, did it have the I-94 at the bottom? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, then you're it was good. back until uh, uh, September 2018. I-94 was uh, valid uh, till September 2018, basically. Okay, but the the approval notice came with the I-94 at the bottom. It was an I-797C, right? Yes. Yeah, then you should be fine. Okay, yeah. So if I go for stamping, I, I won't face any issues, right? Um, yeah, you shouldn't face any issues. You might want to disclose that you were out of status, but it won't cause any problems. Okay, yeah. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thanks, caller. Uh, hi, hi Stephen. Uh, good afternoon. So hey, I, good have afternoon. A, uh, I have a question. Like uh, you know, uh, recently I got a full time job uh, uh, with uh, some A company. Uh, so okay. so previously I was uh, like working with a consulting company for six years with H one B visa and I one forty approved. So my question to is, what is the process or next steps if my employer doesn't provide me salary or like you know the experience letter? which is required to file from the company B. So, so you don't need that. an experience. You don't need the experience letter to file with company B. 
I know a mm-hmm. lot of companies give those, but it, you know, uh, you would need it obviously if you have to do an experience evaluation, but if your degree fits your position, you don't need an experience letter. You just need your pay statement so you could show that you've maintained status. Okay, but uh, my one my one forty was approved with the company A, right? So right, so like so, like you know, my the you oh, know, so the you're talking about transferring your company, uh, your your I one forty, not your H one. So yeah, right now, like I'm in the transition phase. Like you know, my I got the full time job with A company, and mm-hmm. I'm B company. I was approved my one forty and H one B visa. I was working like a mm-hmm. consulting guy for six. Years. So when I transfer to A company from B to A, so again, I need, I need to start my 140 from like, you know, from the, you know, the labor and the perm and the, you know, the, all the mm-hmm. things, right. So for that, I need the experience letter, right. From the company, uh, you know, yeah. B. Right? I mean, if they're not going to give you the experience letter, there are workarounds. You can get affidavits from coworkers that can attest to your job duties. Um, and most oh. perm attorneys can help you with that. Okay, what if they are also not available? Like, what's the next solution? I mean, unfortunately, I can't, there's no immigration solution that would force them to give an experience letter. Um, It's possible you could qualify for the new position without that experience. It would just be something the perm attorney would need to to be aware of that you might not get that experience letter. Okay, so, uh, but there is no such thing if, if you maintain some pay stubs or like you know the w2 forms is will that be fine for my um, not necessarily because the the pay stubs and all don't attest your job duties to show that you're qualified for the position for the i-140 okay okay thank you all right thank you sunny yeah, I have a question which is more around immigration, but I hope you can answer. So when we renew the uh, I-485, uh, the 485-based uh, or the green card-based uh, EAD, do we need mm-hmm. to still file Supplement J uh, at the, uh, for extension? And no, you know, to, to, to renew your interim benefits, the C-9 EAD and the advanced parole, you don't need to file uh, the Supplement J. You just file the I-765 and the I-131. Unless you have a reason to file the supplement J, you know, if there's been a change in your employment. Okay. So, and the second question is, uh, it's probably a little bit more involved is, uh, I have an SOC code in my green card application, which is operation research analyst. And mm-hmm. I am in the uh, procurement uh, operations and procurement consulting domain. If I switch okay. to another company, which is also procurement consulting and operations, but the SOC code is operations research analyst. Will that be a problem? Is that uh, will it be considered? Um, it would be. It would be something I, you know. I would talk with the attorney to make sure you are looking at the job duties that they would be same or similar uh, for the I one forty. You know, you don't want to have to require a new I one forty. But I will say USCIS is very um, lenient on that with what is same or similar. But it would just depend. I mean, I you know, have, you'd want to have the um, attorney look at your job duties before making that decision. Sorry, but just to clarify, what I meant was, uh, you know, that uh, when I change, uh, I, the job duties are going to remain pretty pretty much the same. It's just that oh, my SOC, SOC code itself is something that is. I, I'm not sure if it's how how it's tied to procurement. No, I don't. I don't think. I don't think that would matter because it's going to be more of a focus on same or similar job duties, right? If you're you know, going from um, 
those two positions and the job duties are the same, fine. But if you're going from your current job duties to a lawyer, you would need to do a new perm and everything. So I think you should be fine if they're same or similar job duties. uh, SOC code does not matter that much is what I'm understanding. I don't think the, you know, in my opinion, I don't think the SOC code is a complete determinative factor. Okay, that's good. Thank you so much about that. Hello. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so attorney, I'm on an H-1B visa, uh, the visa that goes through the lottery, H-1 cap visa. And okay. I, have a full, I have a full-time job. Uh, but <clears throat> apart from that, I'm getting a visiting scholar job at a, a university here in, in the U.S. Okay. Uh, and I'm located in the U.S. Uh, now, I will be using the university's uh, lab resources, their laptop, and uh, I'll, I'll work closely with the professor. Uh, however, I won't be getting uh, paid. Uh, so uh, I, I went online and some attorney says that since you are doing research work, it needs employment authorization. Some of them, uh, uh, I'm not sure what, what they said, but some said that you need another H-1B visa or an employment authorization. Uh, uh, yeah, I would agree with that opinion. You know, when when you can get away with doing volunteer work, which is essentially what this is without work authorization, it has to be a position that wouldn't ordinarily be paid. So working with the Red Cross, volunteering at a school, stuff like that would be fine. Um, you know, research positions at a university are typically paid. So I would think you would need a work authorization for that. But but the university doesn't have any any funds, so they, they, they are not willing to pay me. It's a free position. No, I understand that. It just may come across as work versus volunteer work for USCIS purposes. And I know the university doesn't have the funds, but it looks like work, right? Um, and it's so, something that, you know, you may be determined that you are working without authorization. So that would be the concern, even if they don't have the funding for it. Um, that would be the concern I would have. Okay. Stephen, I'll take I'll take care from you, Stephen. Sorry about that. Okay. All right. Thanks for all. You take care. Yeah. Next person, please. Raj. Um, yeah. So my daughter wants to change status from F H four to F one to apply for OPT. So she's turning twenty. Um, the EB2 priority is, you know, June 2015, the dates really went back. So the questions are, um, you know, what's the process to change from H4 to F1? Um, um, and, uh, you know, if you're doing outside, then is it like just we can take I-20 and get the stamping done and she can, she can get the authorization? Um, no, we don't recommend people going outside the country because mm-hmm. um, because if she goes outside the country, they may not even give the stamping to her. For her to get the stamping, she has to prove that she is going to return back to home country once she completes her education. Some of these kids are confused. They don't even know what their home country is. They'll say their mm-hmm. home country is USA. So I would recommend it to change the status here itself. You have to get that mission from the university. Uh, she's already going to the universities, right? Yes, yes. Okay. All she needs is something called I, I-20. The university will issue an I-20. Based on that, you can apply, you can apply uh, F1 visa, okay? 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so I have two follow-up questions. So one, you know, recently USCS um, came out with a child age out calculation policy, but it's not very clear for people like me. Um, can you clarify? Because you know, we are, you know, our priority date is 2015. Is it going to help in any way? She's turning there 20 is, this year. There is, a, there is a slight chance it may help. Uh, the better idea would be that right now, if your company is cooperative, I want you to withdraw the I-140 right now and then file an I-140 again. You know, when? how long did it take for your I-140 to be approved? Uh, the first one, the EB-3, it took like eight months or nine months. But and then they did EB two. EB two, it was premium processing, so it got approved within thirty days, or so. Okay, so I don't know. So is it going to use the EB three, the one or EB two? Depends. Depends on which one will become current. Okay. So the current one is EB two. Yeah. Well, it may be worth to withdraw the EB two and refile it. It's a little bit complex for you to make make you understand in this conference call, you may want to have a private consultation, but I will give you a link. I want you to watch that, okay? I want you okay. to watch that why I'm telling that. You will understand it. Next person, please. Thank you. Yeah, Rahul. Uh, so I'm currently on, uh, I have my H1 uh, valid until 2025, I-797, and my AP uh, is valid until mid of July this year. We filed our EAD AP extension already together, and uh, we got EAD, but obviously delays because of uh, AP. Right? Uh, mm-hmm. I plan to travel outside uh, India, so so to be safe, is it okay if I travel within that current expiry uh, AP? And uh, I plan to intend to step back again before the expiry date. Okay, a couple of days before, just to be safe. Right? Now my point is. Are there uh, chances of uh, denying my current AP that is still pending if I tra- while I'm traveling? Yes, there's chances okay. for it. Okay, and and uh, one other thing is I do have a one DUI back in uh, you know, ten years ago that I you know the case is closed, so I plan to carry all the documents pertaining to it. But again, oh, uh, is this the first time you're going after the DUI? Yes. Come on. You will be stuck there for two or three months, though. So I would advise you to get an advance parole and then go. Even even if I try, intend to travel back before the current one expires. Oh, you, oh, sorry. Uh, I'm not going to stamping. I'm not going to stamping. I mistake it. Okay. So yeah, oh, I'm, I take back. Okay. If you're going an advance parole, I'm sorry. Uh, you'll be yes. fine. You carry the documents. You may be stopped at the airport and quizzed a little bit, though. But you'll be fine to come back. You don't need yeah, to this go is my stamping. You're fine. Yeah, this is my first time traveling in almost 15, 16 years. So yeah, they will they yeah. will quiz you a little bit more, but you're good. Okay. And do you suggest uh, hiring an attorney on the way just for standby, if in case you know they do stop me, they I can have them reach out to the attorney or reach or the attorney can you know. Help us out. Do you think it's a too too far of a stretch? Or I think so. I agree with you on that. It's a too far of a stretch. Okay. okay. Because I'm just and there's nothing there's nothing we can do there. Even if if when if something happens, there's nothing can be done there. Okay. Okay. Even if we stop and if I if the attorney is 
you know, even I have support of an attorney, it, it, there is nothing legally yeah, that can be done. Okay. That we can, we, we, there is nothing we can do. Next person, please. Thank you. Anji Babu. Babu? Mr. Mr. Babu? I can't hear you, Mr. Anji. I cannot hear you, Mr. Anji. Go to the next person, please. Anudhi? Hey, hi, hi, Rahul. Uh, this is Vandeep. I am currently on my STEM OPT and I work for a full-time company. Let's say it's A. And I, uh, now I got an offer letter from an, another consulting firm, which is B. And my start date would be most likely in October or September. So I have an H1B picked by that company B consultancy firm. So how long can I work with my full-time employer? Um. Can 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 the B company file uh, me as a future employer for that H one, and I would like to transfer from company A to the company B. So how long can I work for company A? Okay, wait, wait. You are working for company A, and you want to move to company B, is that right? Yes, for H one B. For H one B. Yeah, yeah. And my lottery was picked with company B. Okay, so go ahead with your question. Lottery is picked with company B. Yes. But you're working so, for company A. Yes. Okay. Keep and, with the, can you repeat the question again now? Yes. So, uh, and my start date, I was I was willing to keep my start date with company B on September or October. So, can I work till August with the with the company A, the current employer I'm working for? Absolutely, you can. You okay. you so you can work for company A company A until the H1B is approved. And you can continue until October, okay? October 1st. Yeah, October 1st. Okay. So they can... What, uh, what, I, what I would recommend is that make mm -hmm. sure you get the H-1B approval from company B, okay? Okay. Because a lot of these companies have filed an H-1B, which we don't know. There may be... Mm -hmm. if, if These companies may have filed for a lot of other people, H-1Bs, and there may be a lot of criminal prosecutions against these companies, though. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise, we don't expect 700,000 applications to have been received. That's it. Mm -hmm. And we, we right. know, at least I know some of the companies are fake companies. Mm -hmm. They don't have any okay. job opportunity. The only job opportunity that they have is fake. Mm -hmm. So okay. I would recommend to before you move to company B, company B, get the H1B approval and premium processing. Okay. Next okay. person, okay. please. Thanks. Uh, hi, Rakul. Uh, so I'm from India. So my H1B is uh, picked from the A. So that uh, due to some reasons, I changed it to the B. So the current status of my H1B is in review state. So is that my H1B is still valid? Uh, do you think or can I change it to wait, my wait, H1B? You are in India right now. Your yes. H1B is selected from company A. Yeah. But you are in company B. Yes. But you never did you ever come to USA or you did not? No, I'm never coming. So you are in company B. But now my current H1B is in review status. Yes. Should it transfer? Yes. So, but was H1B never approved? Yeah, my H1B is approved, but uh, I never traveled. It is not stamped, but it's still stayed. Oh, so when so, you say it has been under review, you mean to say that you applied for the stamping and the counselate its review? Where is it? What do you mean by review? 
uh it's showing that my uh, when i see the status in usa it's saying that uh, your correspondence is in the review state we get a what correspondence back. what did you correspond did you apply for the visa stamping uh no so so you got the h1b approval with company a is right while yes, you are in india correct. yes correct so i want to transfer to the b company so should i you transfer you can't uh, transfer to the b company unless you get the h1b stamping and the passport oh okay okay and which okay. company do you know which company filed for your h1b yeah it's a uh, infinite computer solutions how do you spell that uh infinite computer solutions hello do you get uh infinite <laughs> excuse me sorry infinite computer solutions yes how much you paid the money for this person though? no no i am not paid anything it's selected through company as an employer okay sounds good okay that's good yeah you can't change to company b while before you get the h1b stamping okay okay so that means uh, the my my h1b is revoked no i don't know if it's revoked or not i don't know where you are getting the idea okay next person please Shashi. Uh, hi Rahul. Uh, I had a concurrent H1B and uh, I nice. upgraded my project. Uh, so can I revoke? I mean, uh, ask for to withdraw it or to leave it as it is. The concurrently filed. So you're not working for that company. The concurrently filed. H1B. No, yeah, yeah, I'm working, but uh, the my contract has uh, it's terminated. I mean, uh, lost the project. So do I have to leave it as it is or do I have to withdraw it? Uh, they should withdraw it that is in their best interest to withdraw it the reason is that if they don't withdraw it you can they will be in a big trouble bro the company will be in big trouble uh okay yeah last time to withdraw thanks yeah rishab rishab hello hi rahul uh, this is rishab uh, i have a question around uh, h1 transfer so my registration was selected in the lottery this time and uh, this was my last attempt uh and my stem opt ead expires in july um let's say i apply for premium processing and get approval around me so if i'm impacted by a layoff after my approval comes in and before mm-hmm. october 1st is my h1 approval still valid and can i can my next employer apply for my h1 transfer if the company withdraws the h1b before october 1st technically mm-hmm. it's been withdrawn and you're not counted toward h1b number if it's not been withdrawn by october 1st then mm-hmm. you can transfer to a different company on october 1st got it and i read that uh, it is mandatory for companies to uh, notify uscis once i am laid off so does the is it mandatory to notify or is it mandatory to withdraw my petition both are the same notifying the that they you are not working and withdrawing are the same it's okay. it's mandatory for companies to do so okay so essentially if i'm laid but, off but, before but october but they first, can they can always they can always do after october 1st okay okay on on special uh, uh, consideration but if basically if i'm laid off then they have to before october 1st they have to um uh, the straightforward ways to withdraw 
and uh, I will lose the H-1B essentially, right? If it is before October 1st, you're right. Next person, please. Okay. Thank you. Krishna? Hi, uh, so I'm on H-1B visa and currently working uh, from home job outside India. Um, my question is, how long can I legally work from India, a US job legally? Uh, and are there any complications if I work for more than six months, eight months from outside the country? What visa you are in, you said? Sorry, can you repeat that? What visa you are in? I'm in India currently and uh, I'm on H-1B no. visa contract job. Okay, h Yeah. Um, as far as you working in United, uh, you working in, uh, uh, as far as you working in India, you can work for 100 years. Not a problem. You don't need a H-1B to work in India because you're No, no, Indian no, no, no. I, I'm working wait, in... Wait. Wait, let me finish. Mm -hmm. Sorry, go ahead. You go ahead. Sorry, I was saying I'm working for a company which is in US who filed for my H1, and I was there for six and seven years. I just got to India for a medical emergency. Uh, past three months, I'm here. How long can I stay in India and work from home uh, for the company in US and keep my H1? Um, do I have to face okay. any legal complications? Okay. To you can work for hundred years, but here is a problem for the H1B. You asked a question to keep the H-1B. To keep the H-1B, if it's more than four months, though, mm -hmm. we recommend that you contact a lawyer privately. The reason is that the USCIS or the CBP ask, is asking the question, actually, is the job in, for you to come on H-1B, you must be having a job in USA. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So now if you are able to work remotely, why do we need to give you the H-1B? Why do you need to come to my country? Got it. Okay. So you so recommend they, they, go back? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, six months is the maximum. I Four to six months is the maximum. I feel. After that, you should go back. Okay. Or uh, you consult a lawyer, okay? Okay. Follow-up question is, if I go back, um, stay for two more months and come back and keep it like four months, is that okay? Or altogether, I need to make sure I'm not exceeding more than four months for that year? No, I would, I would recommend if that's a plan for you that I would want you to contact the immigration okay. lawyer. Okay. Next person, please. If it's less than six months, you're good. Yeah. Hi, Rahul. Yeah. I have a question. I came mm -hmm. through F1 last December, but this year I got H1 picked. Uh, do I need to drop my F1 and uh, we'll go to the home country and file that uh, H1 stamping and all from there? It's Why? You, 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 can, you can move from F1. So you you are in, in you are in USA right now, is that right? Yes, yes, I am in USA. Oh, you can apply for change of status from F1 to H1B. You don't have to go to India to get the stamping. Don't drop the F1 visa until you get the H1B approval. Okay. Is there any queries also? They will rise, right? During approval. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We are expecting a lot of denials this time because of. Okay, uh, what, a lot of, what comp of companies have filed H1Bs when mm -hmm. people are not working for the company. Okay. 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 Yeah. Is there any related to RFQs also? We need to proper counter, right? Yeah. RFQs. Yes. Next person, please. Divya. Uh, this will be the last person we'll be taking. Thanks. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, I am currently working for uh, on W2 on one of the consultancy project. 
So what happened was they filed the uh, H-1B like uh, to the later part. So I had to go through another employer to file my H-1B and it got picked through the other employer. So they are asking me for uh, to convert the W-2 contract into uh, C2C. So, but the present project, uh, my employer said, you cannot convert the project into C2C. So what are my other options? Ma'am, the, yeah, there are a lot of companies that have filed H-1B fraudulently though. And based mm -hmm. on what you're telling, most probably the company that filed the H-1B has filed fraudulently because they don't even have a job. How did they file H-1B? I have another project with them as well, so. Oh, you have another project with them. Then move yeah, on to the other project. But they want the C2C to convert to this project as well because that project uh, which I am doing is for a bigger company. So uh, they are not up for uh, C2C. So I ha do I have to leave that one? So wait a minute, ma'am. You told that the company that filed the H-1B has a job for you. Mm -hmm. They have mm -hmm. another project. How, how, what kind of project is it? I didn't understand though. It's not C2C. How, how do they have a project? Explain it. It's, I mean, the project will start from May, but uh, I don't, uh, presently the project which I am working was with other consultancy who, who also filed my uh, H-1B, but it didn't Which get you did not get selected, which I know. I'm yeah. speaking about the company that filed, that got selected in the lottery now. Uh -huh. You are saying that they have a, they have a project for you, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Why do you need to transfer the existing project to them if they ha already have a project? Uh, I mean, I want to transfer the current project because the other, the other one. No, which you I did not. Doing, you, because because you told me before that there was a project for that company. Is that a wrong statement that you made? Project for which company or uh, your the company that filed the H one B which got selected in the lottery. Yeah, I do have, but I haven't started started with them yet. But the current pro in on step Wait, OPT, you do multiple if, jobs, right? So you can, but why can't the company file a H1B with that project for you? Which they can file, but uh, what I mean to say is the other company which I am working for is like a big company which I want the project to be in, in that one, not this one. So that's the reason I'm asking if I can transfer that project to these people. If they are telling no, you cannot. Okay. Okay. Next person, please. We see a lot of fraud right now with the companies that are filing H1B. I don't know what kind of projects that they have. We feel a lot of fraud is going on. Next person, please. But I am doing with Apple projects, so it's, it's not a fraud in India. No, what you are doing project is not fraud. What I'm telling you is that the company that filed the H-1B for you, that you are not working at that point of time is what we doubt. Next person, please. Deja. Hi, Rahul. Good evening. So I'm here for my master's. Uh, this is the same question as Sunil has raised probably. So I've completed my first semester here. Back in my home mm -hmm. country, I have 10 years of IT experience and now my H1 is picked. 
So if I can drop my F1 visa and go for change of status to H1, you being can, in US. Can, wait, ma'am. You can go for change of status being in US. Absolutely not a problem. But okay. don't leave the H1B F1 until October 1st. That's number okay. one. Number two, don't leave the F1 until you get the H1B approved. Both have to be met after October and H1B. You got that point okay. clear, Peja? Yeah. Uh, can I still continue my master's even after I got my H1B approved? You can. That's a very nice idea. Okay. You can. Okay, so I think so. I'm going I, to go I for just, next two more calls. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead, Pita. Sorry, uh, just uh, I'll just take thirty more seconds. So, what are the chances of RFE? Because I've uh, completed only a semester here, and then I'm it changing. It is nothing. This. You don't have to. You don't. You will have no problem in that at all. The only okay. question, mainly that will be surrounded here, is that does the company that has filed for the H1B do they still they do they still have a genuine job opportunity open for you that is the main thing remember i was speaking with the other person also the same thing is there mm -hmm. a genuine job opportunity or not yeah they've started marketing and i'm pretty sure i can secure that well like i am teja so that is the main thing mm -hmm. whether there is it that's all whether you okay. came in one semester ago is completely relevant next okay. person please thank you Abdul? Abdul, I can't hear you, Mr. Abdul. Next person, please. Vishwesh? Yeah. Hi, Rahul. Uh, very good afternoon. So, um, I came to India like in, in December, last December, and uh, I've opted for Dropbox for my H1 stamping. And later on, I was called for the H1 interview. I went there, and uh, subsequently, what happened was uh, by, uh, that was on February 3rd. And uh, by, the, by the time I attended my H1 interview, uh, I lost my job. Later on, on February, by the end of the month, I got a, a call from my vendor that like client verification has happened. And uh, they said that like you had the project, but you you lost the last lost it last, last month. So I call you actually in the, in the time and you said that like find an employer so that uh, you can go and apply for another. Uh, 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 you can get another client and go for an, another interview. So I fortunately I have found an employer who, who started who has started marketing for me. And I'm trying, trying to let a client uh, client and uh, go for an interview. But I have a, got a question uh, regarding this, that if at all, if I go to an interview and I Wait, again... Get first of all, yeah. first of all, did you withdraw that H1B application or not? After you no, lost I wanted to transfer. No, sir. Is that the first H1B that you got or is it the... You were in USA before or is it the first time? Yes, you yes, yes. Yeah, I was in USA. I came for stamping. No, and you on, have yeah. to withdraw that H1B first. No, I didn't got picked any. Uh, I haven't got any new H1, uh, Rahul. So this is my old wish, H1. Wish, 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 wish. Yeah. You have a H1B with consulting company called ABC with an end right. client called Apple. Yeah. You applied for the interview. You went for the, at the time when you went for the interview, did you still have the project with Apple or not? No. Did you so you are supposed to withdraw your H1B application if you don't have a job? Uh, I mean, my, my employer asked me to go because by the time you went, you dropped, you had a you, no. I mean, no, sir. At the time on the day you have the interview, if you don't have the project with Apple, you are going there. That is considered to be misrepresentation. Okay, 
okay and uh, now you need to first you need to withdraw that h1b if you're not already withdrawn it um then, then file another h1b either with the same company with a different end client or find a different company to find a different project like can i can i find another project and transfer like this is what you suggested you can transfer you can transfer i'm not telling you you can't transfer but yeah. first you need to withdraw this application okay okay okay, okay. next person please and this will be the last person hi rahul Sure, professor here. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, I do got a GC uh, EAD and advanced payroll in the month of September last year, but my son is already in the pre mid uh, second year. But the dates has gone back because my date is in 2013 December. Uh, now, Wait. for my son to get on. Right. So, do you know if your son is protected in the CSPA or you don't know what that is? We, he also got EAD and advanced payroll. Uh, since the date not, was you don't know. Now, you don't know what that is. Okay. Uh, EAD can be approved. So when was uh, when was your I-140 approved? Though? Uh, my first I-140 was approved in 2015, uh, uh, September. Then Second. later I put it to September 2015. Okay. What about for the EV-3? It's an EV3, EV2. Okay. When did you file the 485? Uh, last year, May 20, uh, I mean, 2022. Okay. And then at that time, your son was under 21. Yes. Now, okay. now he is and 19 years old. Oh, he's still 19 years old. And at yeah, the man. time when you filed the 485, he was under 21, your I-140 was approved. So he's 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 considered to be child so CSP a lot. Okay, I got the point. Okay, so now he's going for medicine. Okay, what is it? Yes, second year medicine. To go for uh, MCAT and MD program, everybody is asking for a GC, but we don't have GC. But dates has gone back now, so I don't have any way to get the GC. Uh, so my employer is asking, is there any way where we can go for out of country, or I can go. Uh, Canada or Mexico, India for an year, then they can file for EB1 to upgrade EB1. So in this situation, can I go myself alone or I have to take the family, whole family? Because all we got EAD advanced period for next two years. Um, because I'm working a job for under remote. Yeah, remote no. And in, in your, your son, what about your wife? Is she dependent on you? Uh, she is also working on the I mean, job, but is she is she what visa she is in? Adjustment of status or H four or H one? Uh, uh, no, she is on uh, GCAD. She working on GCAD. Okay, if you are going though, you have to give up the GCAD. Oh, myself. That I means have to give up. yeah, yeah. Not only you, the entire family has to give up. No. So if you want to move, the entire family has to go out and come back after a year. Or so they can move on to the F1 visas. Okay. 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 But they can't stay with uh, GCAD. Yeah, no, they can't stay with GCAD if you're working in India trying to obtain the EB1C. Okay. Thank you, guys. Okay. You may want to consult a lawyer that we can have a strategist, but yeah, essentially the it will be the conclusion will be the same thing what I said. Thank you guys for coming. The next conference call will be tomorrow uh, on Monday at 3.30 p.m. Thank you guys.
Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day. Thank you.